Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot of people will say, you know, you just haven't had the right sex or something like that. And I just, oh, I just hate that sentence. Kia ora koutou and welcome to Horny on Main, the place where we unpack the messy and complicated territories of love, sex and intimacy. I'm Melody Thomas. And I'm Elena Bates. You've probably figured this out by now, but Horny on Main is not just for the horn dogs. It's for anyone who has wondered something quietly to themselves but just hasn't quite been able to put it into words. Yeah, we like to interpret horniness more widely as kind of a lust for life. But that said, we will be getting into nitty gritty with some of these questions. That's what we love to do. So are you feeling that lust for life today, Elena? Hmm, I would say I'm feeling like a little bit neutral today. I... I'm not full spiral. I'm not waking up with dread, which is absolutely amazing. Um, but I don't feel like particularly like charged or juicy either. I feel like I'm enjoying life and I do a lot of the same things. This is peace. Like yeah. this is we don't have to be up here and, and down here yeah. all the time. Yeah, I, no? I do like peace. Yeah, I'm not saying this is bad. Like neutral yeah. is nice. Like I, yeah, nice. I'm a cruiser by nature. How am I going? You ask. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I do ask because I'm <laughs> polite and I care about you a lot. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. I, you know, like everyone else, I feel like I can get a little bit um, overwhelmed with the doom spiral of living today and living on the internet. Um, so I've been working really hard at not just focusing on connecting with people I love, which I think is a big part of staying grounded, but also, you know, regarding climate, when I look at the ocean, I'm, I don't want to be thinking about all the plastic in the ocean. I know it's there, but I think that's a real debilitating path to go down. And instead, I'm trying to just be really, like, grateful and appreciative of this stunning gift of life and where we get to live. And I feel like that will then be a more motivating and more, like, less debilitating, hopeless position to act act from so yeah really just walking around like smelling roses crying watching free rolling <laughs> birds that kind of jam that's really good stuff it yeah. feels good i yeah. feel like the yeah the hopelessness is not yeah it doesn't usually spur on any action but it is hard like when when my co-workers are like oh it's so lovely it's so like temperate or whatever i'm just like the ice caps mounting the ice caps mounting the ice caps mounting yeah. um but, you know, that doesn't mean I shouldn't enjoy the sun on my face or yeah. the fact that, like, people are out and about enjoying this temperate climate. Yeah. You know? And because the more you think the ice caps are melting, the ice caps are melting, that is the truth. But you're just going to end up being like a bug on its back with your legs waving in the air. Like, you can't do anything from that exactly. position. Exactly. So we've got to stay connected and grateful and somewhat upbeat. Not, like, oblivious. We're not ignoring. No. We're appreciating. It's all very much not associated with sex, but we yeah. do talk about how like a vitality and engagement and all of those things will translate into yeah. like a glorious sex, love, connected life. So well, I all think very for important. a lot of people, their like ability to like be in the moment with their partner or yeah. have a libido or enjoy dating, like climate anxiety and doom feelings 
yeah impact that so yeah every, I, I would say it is related every time there's research that's like young people aren't really having sex these days i'm like well have you looked have you looked around <laughs> um so for today's audience question that's the main crux of why we're here is we've solicited a question via the renews instagram feed um and we will always do a lot of research and make sure we come in really prepped but also this question specifically is about dating someone who is asexual so we wanted to make sure we got an ace babe in to help us navigate this one so joining us today we have amy williams who's an awesome youth worker who also runs a pole dance studio and teaches pole um, and she also runs the auckland asexuals facebook group so welcome amy Yay! How are you? Good, thank you. Nice. Good. Excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us and for wearing your most excellent shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only comes out for special occasions. Oh, thank you. Very appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so how are you how are you feeling today? Are you um feeling any lust for life or are you just kind of chilling? Vibe check. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, vibe yeah check. good. I think um I had a great weekend. Managed to get some self-care and do some stuff for me. Uh, been on a couple dates lately, which is always, you know, exciting. Yeah. No. Well, well done. So before we get into the uh, uh, the question we've been asked from, like, member of the public, um, do you mind telling us a bit about your journey with your sexuality and what realising your ace means for you? Yeah. Um, I had quite, like, a, I guess interesting teenage years, um, Everyone when they're in high school, you know, usually is dating heaps of people and hooking up and kind of experimenting with things. Um, for me, I was I was a bit nerdy and I was just very focused on school and boyfriends for me, I was like, oh, no, it's just, you know, a waste of time. And I just never really had that interest in dating anyone. Um, and then I started my first serious relationship when I was probably maybe 17 or 18. Um, and we actually dated for three years and never slept together which is a long time wow. and it was just because I never felt like I wanted to. Did um, you talk about it? We did a bit. At yeah. that point I hadn't come across the term asexual and yeah. so for me it was just sort of I felt like I wasn't ready to and mm. I didn't want to take that next step um, and we ended up breaking up. We're like best friends now still um, but yeah and a, probably a couple years after that I stumbled across this term asexual and I was just like, oh my gosh, like the whole world. I was like, it makes sense. Um, yeah, so for me, I was just really, yeah, really excited to come across a term that I felt described these feelings that I'd had, which I didn't really know how to, yeah, put a phrase or put a word or meaning to. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting the conversations around labelling because it's of, often, you know, what you hear is, oh, you know, labels like chuck them out like we you know they can be so restrictive but then you have so many stories mm. from so many people who find that word and go oh thank god that's me yeah you know definitely mm. and I think as well when you're in that stage of exploring and not sure quite what your identity is um having a word that you feel like kind of explains those mm. feelings for I mean for some people they don't aren't that bothered about it but for me and I know for other people as well they found it really helpful mm. um and yeah, for me, it was literally a coincidence. Um, I just found this phrase on Facebook through, I think, um, a word porn where they share like words of the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this term came up and I was like, oh, this sounds a bit like me. <laughs> so I did all this research into it 
and yeah, kind of delved into the internet and all these forums and just, yeah, kind of yeah. went from there. So when someone says to you, what does asexuality mean? What's the, like, how do you do the blanket kind of definition? Yeah, I guess for me, um, to put it simply, it's um, not experiencing sexual attraction to anyone. Um, so yeah, not feeling sexually attracted to people, not feeling like you want to have an intimate relationship with them physically. Mm. Um, I guess there is kind of a spectrum in part of that as well. So you can be um, asexual, but also be grey ace, which is where you might sometimes experience a bit of sexual attraction in rare circumstances, or mm. um, you might be okay with a intimate relationship sometimes, um, mm. or you can be at the opposite end of the spectrum where you're um, sex repulsed and you know you don't even want to hold hands or kiss or anything. So yeah. yeah, that's a wider spectrum, but simply it's basically just not experiencing sexual attraction. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, like sexual attraction and then being in a non-platonic romantic relationship, that's like synonymous, but as you were saying before, like you just went on a couple of dates, so like for you, like you're not aromantic as well, right? No, no, yeah, so some people will be aromantic and asexual, so aromantic being where you're not, um, you don't have a romantic attraction to people, um, but for me personally, I, um, yeah, I'm just asexual, so I still, I guess, want a romantic relationship with someone and I'm still interested in that. Cool. So basically, I'm guessing before we get into this question, we can, it's fair to say every ace person is different, every relationship is different and yeah, your partner is the expert on you know, how you can make them feel supported or how a relationship is best going to work for both of you. So we're going to talk about communication a lot, I think, throughout this, but would you like to introduce us to our listener question? Yes. Um, so our question today, like all of our questions, came from um, one of the followers on the re-Instagram. And um, the question is, my partner is asexual. How do I support him while making sure that my needs are met? So I think I just want to like start by, by saying there's kind of two parts to this question. There's the how do I support my ace partner, and, but then also how do I make sure my needs are met. So I thought maybe we could just start with focusing on how to best support an ace person in a relationship, if, especially if maybe you yourself aren't also ace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so where we thought we would start is, you know, as I just mentioned, communication. I'm, I'm guessing that there's going to be just conversations I feel like it's all very well to say communication is important, but that's so vague and people might not know, like, what questions do I ask? Like, how do we kick this conversation off? So I guess, would you feel comfortable first just um, talking about some kind of, like, conversation starters or, you know, places to start? Yeah, um, and I guess as well it depends on how comfortable the person who is ace um, is as well. So, I mean key things for communication, I think it's important to have those conversations at the start of a relationship. Um, it can be tricky when the person might not want to talk about it themselves. Mm. Um, but I guess because in relationships quite often we tie sexual intimacy in with a relationship and place importance on that. Um, I think the earlier you have those conversations, the better. But then that, the disclosure stuff is always so interesting as well, isn't it? Because I've had friends who have had other stuff to disclose and they want to like get it out there on the mm. first date, but it's like, when, are the, when is that first conversation I feel like can be a little bit hard? Like you want to be yeah. comfortable, but not 
wait too long, I guess. Definitely. And I think, I mean, for me, past relationships I've had, I probably mentioned it on maybe third or fourth date. Yeah. Um, mm. And for me personally, because I'm not sex repulsed, I try not to make it that much of a big deal. Mm. Um, yeah. But for people who maybe are, it is, does need a bit more conversation around it. Um, but I think just being open to having those conversations and as well, um, I guess, picking or being interested in a partner who's open to the LGBTQIA plus community mm. as well, who, I guess, you know, has the mindset where they're open to understanding stuff like that is important too. Yeah, just curiosity and open-mindedness. Yeah. It isn't going to be like, oh, what's this? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I had some, I found some like question prompts online. So I'll just say a couple of them. In terms of, because as you said, some people might be sex repulsed. Some people in a relationship, some ace people will be like, yeah, I can do some sexual intimacy with you because it helps me feel connected with you and I'm not sex repulsed. That's fine. Mm -hmm. um, so some of these questions were, is sex something you ever picture yourself having in the future? What are your thoughts on kissing and touching? How do you feel about sex, like watching it on TV? And so, I mean, does that all sound like pretty good? It's, you're just kind of like... Yeah, definitely. And it's good it as out. well to... I mean, some people might change as they age, but yeah. generally people have a pretty firm baseline of what they're comfortable doing. Um, and so having conversations, you know, is kissing okay? Would you ever want to have sex with me what about you know foreplay or anything um and just sort of establishing what is out of the equation or what's in the equation um, yeah. because that will I guess you know if intercourse is really important to someone if that's completely out of the question um they might need to have further conversations about what that looks like down the track um, yeah but yeah just checking in I think with a person establishing what they're comfortable with as well um and then, obviously, in the future, in the moment, if, you know, you are going through something physical, just checking in that they consent to it and that they're okay with what's happening at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess also, like, having those conversations and articulating those boundaries means that, like, um, like you can express affection more freely and the person can receive affection more freely without this, like, feeling anxious that it will go too far mm. or you'll overstep a boundary or the your partner will feel like you know like if it's put out at the start then it also means that the things that are comfortable like you can do confidently without feeling like you're guessing or maybe like yeah. trying to figure it out without the person explicitly saying yes or mm. no and that's the stuff that just naturally gets easier as you get to know each other better as well you just come to know kind of what is cool and what you might have to have more conversations about when you've had relationship in their past are there some other apart from like you know that important initial conversation and understanding has there been like other things or or ways or gestures partners have made you feel supported especially just like in terms of being asexual and what that means to you mm. um i guess probably the two key things for me one would be um yeah consent like i talked about before so checking in about what's okay and what you feel comfortable with um, and not just assuming because you've said yes once that it's, you know, from then on it's going to be um, that way or the highway kind of thing. Yeah. Um, as well, I think showing affection in other ways. So for me, one of my big things is quality time, like, you know, having a date night or going out and doing something um, that's kind of emotional intimacy that shows, you know, you care about each other that's not just based around something physical mm. I'm wondering as well this um you know like having all these conversations at the outset is one thing 
But in the long term, I'm also wondering, like, there's going to have to be some checking in because the non-ace partner, I'm guessing, is going to, you know, all these conversations happen. You're like, okay, cool. Like, we'd have date nights. We stay connected that way. Sometimes maybe we're sexually intimate if that's okay. But a year in, you might have to be like, oh, there's parts of this that aren't working or there's parts that are working. Can we do more of this? As with any relationship. But I guess what I'm saying is um, these conversations are ongoing. Yeah. <laughs> as, as is the consent conversation. Is the, like, how's this feeling to you? Is this, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, there's a couple of different things that tie into that. So for some people, um, even just chatting about, like, is pornography okay? Or mm. um, is, like, self-pleasuring okay to make up for that? physical need that they have that they can't necessarily get from their partner. Mm. Um, so setting those boundaries if the ace person is okay with that or not. Um, yeah, just having those conversations, finding different ways that you can kind of encourage intimacy and if things need to change down the track, not being afraid to have those conversations and kind of reevaluate, you know, if you need to explore other paths and things like that. Before we move into um, maybe more focusing on the non-ace partner's needs, I want to just quickly touch and we've talked about ways that you've been made to feel supported and that mm. kind of thing what about the opposite like what are the like ways that someone could undermine an ace partner unintentionally or you know they're not just we don't need to spend too much time but just some like do not non-supportive do not go there um there's a phrase which quite often actually gets said to lesbians who are bisexual as well which is you know once you try it you'll be that sort of thing, um, which you think we would have moved on from, but we haven't. Um, and so that gets said quite a lot. And, you know, even just talking to guys from the get-go um, or females, if you're um, that sexual orientation, a lot of people will say, you know, you just haven't had the right sex or something like that. And I just, oh, I just hate so sentence. It. It's just, yeah. Um, so things like having, I guess, having the idea that it's not, a long-term thing that it can be fixed or that mm. you can change it. Um, a lot of people, because they're not familiar with the term, they sort of have this thought that it's something that can be changed and moulded to fit into the relationship. But, yeah. Well, like it's a choice like abstinence yeah, or definitely. not like an integral yeah. part of your identity, actually. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of people, I think, confuse it with celibacy as well yeah. and things like that, um, but it is different. But I think as well it comes down to education and not hearing it very often, so not having much understanding and... Yeah, so kind of just trying to brush it under the rug is something that isn't really tied into their identity. Um, so should we talk a little more about the second part of the question now, which is, so the first part is how do I support my ace partner, and then the second is while also ensuring my needs are met. Yeah. So we're assuming the person, my needs are met person, is not ace. Yeah. Allosexual. Mm. That's a word I learned when I was on the phone to you. You said allosexual, and I was like... That's us. I, yeah, people yeah. who have sexual desire, sexual attraction. Mm. So there you go. Another... Yes, think of a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, there is. There's an Allosaurus. That's oh, right. there you uh -huh. go. Uh, different thing. Probably had sexual desire, that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sexy dinosaur, eh? Um, cool. So ways to be sexual and sensual without having, like, sex or sex-related things. Should we talk about that first? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, well, assuming that maybe this is a monogamous relationship, like, what can... Mm you do for your own needs within those bounds. Um, and so we were just thinking like, for me, there's things in my life that I do that feel sensual and connects me to my sexuality that, you know, I actually have nothing to do with sex. Like um, for me, if I do yoga naked in my room with a salt lamp and incense, like <laughs> it's, I don't need anyone else to be there, but I, you know, I feel really connected to my sensuality and sexuality or if I, 
actually make the effort to moisturize after I shower. I'm like, okay, I'm a, I'm a sex goddess. Like, when all I've done is moisturize. There are lots of things that aren't um, actually literally sexual that can help you feel that way and make you feel like I've still got that part of myself, even though I'm not necessarily engaging with my partner. With my partner with in it. Yeah. And then there is obviously also masturbation and like self-centered sexual touch, which after you've had a conversation to check that like everyone's on, on board with that being all good within the relationship is like a wonderful thing to be able to um, do on your own. And you can, you know, go in and uh, go in on the cosmic wank and like not just getting off to go to sleep, but like slowing down and moisturizing and all of those lovely things as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, like that's kind of like their own needs that they may need to cater to within the relationship. But then I think also another aspect of it is being able to still feel close to their ace partner without something they may be used to have been having before. So I liked what you were saying around like, um, you know, the emotional intimacy and putting aside time mm -hmm. to do those sorts of things. Because, you know, I can imagine like say, what drew you together was maybe you, you loved film and you talked about film and you had this like, mm. my parents call it brain sex, um, when you really like a, spark each other with your intellect so that is like a form of intellectual intimacy so mm. um yeah that's i guess another thing that you can focus on that means you're nourishing your relationship you're feeling close to someone without yeah focusing on the fact that there are some things that aren't on the table anymore yeah definitely and a lot of the long-term relationships of a person who's allosexual and asexual you'll see that they've got um that connection with the same interests that they've got the same like they have intellectual conversations and that quite often is what makes a relationship last long term is that mm. they've got this passion and this drive of similarity and things yeah. that they chat about honestly it feels like a pretty good um thing to do anyway mm. you know as you age i'm sure some people probably are so going to be horny till they die but they <laughs> but you know like sex drives wane yeah. and like within relationships things kind of taper off a bit maybe and you know it is important it's so important to be sparked in that way by someone so i feel like mm. it's just good advice for everyone is yeah like, have things that you love yeah. to like as i was like writing about it, i was like this probably is like <laughs> advice that we need to give like two allosexual people more than an ace because they're like <laughs> like yeah duh that, like, that's why we're together yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. we do that stuff and exactly like, true yeah. true <laughs> yeah. um so, so for, you know, as I just said, there's a horrible image of us being horny till we die, but like that is a good segue into this next bit <laughs> because when this conversation, when I, when the question first came in, thinking as someone who, for me, you know, sexual connection is quite important within a monogamous relationship mm. or within a relationship, romantic relationship, I think you're probably somewhat the same. Yeah. Um, but I think if I met someone who was ace, who I was just vibing with and really into, I think what I would want is for a potentially an ethical non-monogamy conversation to be on the table mm. so that I could, we could be exploring, you know, probably for me romantic monogamy, but then outside of that, maybe like um, being able to explore my sexuality mm. with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, I guess that's just depending on where your ace partner is at is how you would frame that or like any guidance for how to bring that up or yeah definitely um i think yeah it's a tricky one to bring up because i mm. guess a lot of people kind of see um that is taboo mm. um and you know i'm sure there's lots of people in new zealand that 
have relations with other people and open their relationship up, but you don't necessarily hear it mm. broadcasted around. It's one of those conversations that's tricky to have, but I think it's worth bringing up because if it is really important to that other person, yeah. you need to explore that. And yeah. I think most people who are asexual have that understanding if they're dating an allosexual, that that conversation probably at some point will come up. Oh, cool. Um, I mean, yeah, particularly for me, if I was dating someone and I never wanted to sleep with them, I would probably expect them to be frustrated or they'd want to, you know, explore something else. Um, so I think probably people who are asexual probably have that understanding already mm. that that might need to be something that's talked about and opened up. Um Cool, and I, I did have a note that I wanted to just really um, reiterate though as well that for ace people watching, like you have every right to to expect desire and want a monogamous relationship. Mm. You know, if that's what you want, that's what yeah. you want. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, cool, but that's yeah, that's that's good. I guess it's like as you were saying at the beginning, if it's if it's really important to you as the ace person to communicate your needs, then as the elo person, you also need to be able to communicate what you reckon your expectations mm. are going to be in the long term again this is just like we don't know everyone so different but um it could be again like have that starting point that maybe two allosexual monogamous people it would feel like super fraught from the mm. very start but if you already have an understanding of like well my love for you isn't synonymous with sexual mm. intimacy and attraction then i can maybe understand how your sexual attraction mm. and intimacy can be with someone else that that doesn't diminish the love we have. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I think, one of those things on the, you know, the end of the scale, it's not a common, yeah. you know, I think most people tend to make those relationships work pretty well. Um, mm. And that would, I'd say, be in yeah, cases where perhaps you're looking at marriage or, you know, you're 10 years down the track and, you know, mm. things aren't working and you kind of want a physical relationship. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, for the most part, you can have pretty I'd say pretty good relationships with communication and those other things we talked about mm. and this would kind of be I guess sort of not last resort yeah but slightly more <laughs> like if yeah. maybe if people who were high, high sexual, sexual desire yeah, yeah, I yeah but fell in love with someone who's it might yeah. be like yeah it, yeah it might not take too long for that to then end up on the table and mm. be like I know I want to be with you but even like a year or two years for me yeah, feels. To be honest, I'm just reassessing, not in a way that is in danger to my marriage, but I'm reassessing <laughs> monogamy constantly the more I learn about it. So, like, I feel like these conversations being on the table is good. Mm. You know, just not assuming it's the default anyway and just exploring mm. options. Yeah. Is there anything we haven't covered that you're like, oh, we really need to say that in this relationship? Are you feeling... I feel like we've probably Ooh. helped our listener. I think this feels good. Yeah, I think um, for the person who is wanting to support their partner, just doing their own research as well. Like, there's some really mm. good forums out about how to provide support to your partner. Mm. Um, and, yeah, there's actually, like, quite a reasonable size community um, of people who are asexual and families and friends and partners who want to support them. Cool. Um, so it can be quite easy to sort of feel like you're alone and that no one else has a similar situation. But... Um, yeah, I don't want to say it's really common, but it is It is actually an issue that comes up quite a bit um, in the forums that I'm involved in. Um, and so, yeah, just not being afraid, I guess, to talk to other people who might have a similar issue and mm. getting different ideas about how to support your partner. Mm. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us so openly. Um, I do feel like we've given some really good insights to our question asker, and I hope they feel more confident moving forward. 
Um, yeah, would you um, be keen to stick around for our obscure sex bag? Sure. <laughs> Why not? I have no idea what this is going to be. I can't wait. To be fair, <laughs> this is not quite a fact and not really about sex. So I kind of like push the boundaries of of what we normally do. Um, it It's based on... it's about witches and riding broomsticks and where that imagery came from. So we can't be like, yeah, this is 100% favorable, but who cares about that anyway? Most, um, almost, yeah, true, because it's witches. Yeah, it's witches, <laughs> so <laughs> just chill. Um, but there's a lot of historical evidence that suggests this, and I want it to be true, so okay. I'm kind of like, that's enough for me yeah, <laughs> to right. broadcast it. Um, <laughs> so this notion is that like there's a lot of historical accounts um, describing witches anointing their broomsticks with flying ointment and then hopping on them. And there is a theory that these flying ointments were actually hallucinogenic substances because a lot of the hallucinogens of the time, such as like ergot fungus, you couldn't eat. Such as ergot fungus. As you know, very spicy ergot fungus. I have some factual information. Oh, I love here. it. I love it. Um, like, you couldn't eat it, but you could absorb it through, uh, like, a mucous membrane, like your genitals. So, oh. I don't know if it's 100% true, but the thought of, like, witches, like, putting, like, trippy ointments on their sticks and then riding them around and getting high, and that's where witches riding on broomsticks came from. I love it. I'm going with it. I, I don't. Love I, it. Yeah. I feel like there are easier ways to consume ergot fungus mm. than... Through the through the labia, but I mean fun. <laughs> Have you um, orally? Anyway. No, you can't. I missed that part. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So you do have to ride it. You have to put it on a broomstick. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love the tripping witches riding yeah. broomsticks around. Well, um, I will repeat that with the disclaimer that it is semi-established. Yeah. Potential. Potential truth in this excellent story and imagery. Yeah, there's a lot of biased recounts of witches. You know, a lot of the historians, like, weren't really in favour of the witches at the time. So yeah, yeah. we'll never truly know, but I think that's part of the fun. Amazing. Well, thank you so much to our listeners for sending in questions. If you have something that you'd like to ask, you can send it to our email, which is hornyonmainpod at gmail.com. Or else just keep an eye out on the Read News Insta um, for the next shout-out and send it in through the question box. Yeah. I'm Melody Thomas. I'm Elena Bates. And thank you so much, Amy, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And, um, yeah. That's it. That's it for Horny on Main today. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.